ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون يا ايها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحده وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والارham ان الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم اعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما اما بعد فان خير الكلام كلام الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الامور محدثاتها وكل محدثه بدعه وكل بدعه ضلاله وكل ضلاله في النار قال الله سبحانه وتعالى في كتابه واذ قلنا للملائكه اسجدوا لادم فسجدوا الا ابليس ابى واستكبر وكان من الكافرين الله سبحانه وتعالى said in the Quran that when we commanded the angels to bow down to Adam alayhi salam they all bowed down except for Iblis aba wastakbar wa kana min al-kafirin he refused and he was proud and he became from the disbelievers and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in the Quran qala ma mana'aka alla tasjuda idh amartuk Allah jalla wa ala said to Iblis what prevented you from bowing down when i commanded you so iblis responded and he said qala ana khayrun min he said i am better than him khalaqatani min nar wa khalaqatahu min teen that you created me from fire and you created him from clay the scholars of al-islam they said iblis was the first of the creation of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to show arrogance and pride and he was arrogant and he was proud and he refused to obey the commands of Allah jalla wa ala and this led him to being the head of those who will enter the fire of jahannam the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam warned his ummah his followers of pride and arrogance he said sallallahu alaihi wasallam in the hadith in sahih muslim لا يدخل الجنه من كان في قلبه مثقال ذره من كبر the person who has even a small ant's weight a small ant's weight of pride will not enter jannah it is as if he is saying sallallahu alayhi wasallam this jannah is not for those who are proud this jannah is not for those who are arrogant even if it is the smallest thing that you can think of like he used subhanahu wa ta'ala wa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam the smallest ant its weight if you have that in your heart you will not enter jannah what does it mean for a muslim to have pride muslim to be arrogant what does this mean when we see another muslim sinning 
and we think we are better than that Muslim, this is arrogance. This is pride. When we belittle a Muslim for what he is doing, this is pride. And this is arrogance. When we think that we are more beloved to Allah than another Muslim, this is pride. And this is arrogance. When we think that we are closer to Allah than another Muslim, this is pride. And this is arrogance. And whoever has an ant's weight of arrogance in his heart will not enter paradise. How common is this amongst Muslims? That we see a Muslim, a believer, a worshipper of Allah, he commits a sin, maybe a sin that we are not committing. So we begin to belittle him for that sin, or we look down at him for that sin, but we forget about the hundreds of sins that we have committed. We forget about the wrongs that we have done. We forget about the transgressions that we have done in our lives, where we have disobeyed Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, either by not fulfilling that which is obligatory, or perfecting it, or falling into that which is prohibited. But then we believe we are better than those who are around us. This is pride and this is arrogance. And the Sahaba, the companions of the Prophet wasallam, they used to class this as hypocrisy. They used to class this as hypocrisy. They would say to themselves that anyone that thinks that they are safe from the punishment of Allah is a hypocrite. So the tabi'een, those who met the Sahaba, they said, we met an X amount number of Sahaba. Some of them said 70, some of them said 80, some of them said more. And they said every single one of them used to fear hypocrisy upon himself. And these were the most noble men of this ummah after the anbiya of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That every single one of them feared hypocrisy over or on himself. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa had a companion called Hudayfa radiyallahu an, A companion that he revealed the names of the hypocrites to. And Hudayfa radiyallahu an did not reveal this and expose this to anyone. So the Sahaba, if they saw Hudayfa radiyallahu an praying over a man after he passed away, they would pray over him. And if Hudayfa radiyallahu an did not pray over someone, then they would not pray over him. Because he knew the names of the hypocrites. Umar radiyallahu an came to Hudayfa and he said, Oh Hudayfa, is my name on that list? Umar radiyallahu an came to Hudayfa radiyallahu an. He said, Oh Hudayfa, is my name on that list? Do we fear hypocrisy upon ourselves? Or do we have this arrogance in our heart? That we are safe from the wrath of Allah Jalla wa'ala. Or that we are better than those who are around us. The Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam throughout his sunnah has commanded the believers to be humble. And before that Allah Jalla wa'ala mentions the characteristics of the believers in the Quran. And from them he said, وَعِبَادُ Rahman, The worshippers of Ar-Rahman. Who are they? They are the believers. وَعِبَادُ Rahman, The worshippers of Allah. الَّذِينَ يَمْشُونَ عَلَى الْأَرْضِ هَوْنَا They are the ones who walk on this earth in a tranquil state, in a manner that does not portray any arrogance, in a manner that is humble to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. These are the ibad, the worshippers of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, of Ar-Rahman. And Allah jalla wa addresses them as the worshippers of Ar-Rahman. And this is a great title for a believer to receive. But they are the ones who walk with humility on this earth, humbling themselves to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, not showing one another that they are powerful or they are great or they are better than them, 
but they continuously focus on themselves and their actions and their hearts and their statements, trying to rectify their relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah jalla wa ala also said in the Quran to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, فَبِمَا رَحْمَةٍ مِّنَ اللَّهِ لِنْتَ لَهُمْ It is from the mercy of Allah that you are, you are gentle to the believers or you are gentle to them. Meaning Allah Jalla wa Ala is saying, He is the one who has blessed you with this quality. فَبِمَا رَحْمَةٍ مِّنَ اللَّهِ لِنْتَ لَهُمْ It is from the mercy of Allah that you are showing gentleness towards them. وَلَوْ كُنْتَ فَضًّا غَلِيظَ الْقَلْبِ لَنْ فَضُّوا مِنْ حَوْلِكَ But if you had a hard Harsh heart, they would have dispersed from you. They would have dispersed from you, O Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Fa'fu anhum, lahum, washawirhum fil amr. So pardon them, ask forgiveness for them, console them in matters, and speak to them about matters. He says, Subhanahu wa ta'ala to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, be amongst your companions. When the Bedouins used to enter the masjid of the Prophet they were not able to distinguish between him and his companions. So they would shout, who is Muhammad? Where is Muhammad? Because he never sat on a throne He never sat on a higher place than them He sat with them, he dressed as they dressed, he ate what they ate, he spoke about what they spoke about. He engaged himself with his companions And you could not even recognize he is Muhammad Even though he was the greatest man to ever step foot on this earth. If he wanted the dunya, this world, Allah would have given it to him. But he was humble sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And this was his sunnah. A child will come to him sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to show how humble he was. They would hold his finger. A young girl would come and hold his finger. The leader of the Muslims, does he have time for this? Can he give this girl his time? He needs to take care of the affairs, not of Mecca or Medina. He needs to take care of the affairs of the entire world until Yawm Al-Qiyamah. Does he have time for this girl? He would give her his finger, and she would walk around Medina with him. She would walk around Medina with him to show him out of love she had for him. Imagine a young child like this is taking the leader of mankind around, around the town, around the pathways and the roads. But he did not want to upset her. He did not want to make her cry. He wanted to be an example for the entire ummah. Not even a drop of pride ever entered his heart. Not even a drop of pride ever entered his heart. He was humble in front of Allah and he was humble in front of the creation. And he was someone when he found a believer sinning and wanting to repent to Allah, he showed them more mercy than anyone else. <coughs> when he saw a believer coming to him, asking for repentance, even if they deserve the capital punishment, he would show them more mercy than anyone else. Because the one who confesses and the one who wants to repent is not like the one who is transgressing and hiding in sin. A woman came to the Prophet ﷺ. And she came to the Prophet ﷺ, she said, O Messenger of Allah, establish the punishment on me. Meaning, stone me to death. And she was pregnant from adultery. She said to the Prophet ﷺ, stone me to death. And she was pregnant from adultery. The Prophet ﷺ saw that she was someone so sincere that she has come to repent. He said to her family, take her back. 
and wait for her to give birth. And then let her to raise the child slightly and then bring her to me. So they did this. Then she was brought to the Prophet Sallallahu and she was stoned to death. The Prophet Sallallahu stood to pray Salatul Janaza over her. And Umar radiallahu an, he said, Oh Messenger of Allah, you are praying Janaza over her after what she did? O oh, Messenger of Allah, you are praying Janaza over her after what she did. Meaning she was married and then she had relations with another man and she got pregnant from it. And now you have stoned her to death and you are going to pray Janaza over her? The Prophet وسلم, said, لَقَدْ تَابَتْ تَوْبَةً لَوْ قُسِمَتْ بَيْنَ سَبْعِينَ مِنْ أَهْلِ الْمَدِينَةِ لَوَسِعَتْهُمْ She made such a repentance that if we were to spread her repentance over 70 people from Medina, it would have encompassed them all. How humble he was, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He's not showing pride in front of his companions, those who turn back to Allah, those who want the mercy of Allah, jalla wa ala. فَبِمَا رَحْمَةٍ مِّنَ اللَّهِ لِنْتَ لَهُمْ It was from the mercy of Allah that you were gentle to them. Allah jalla wa ala says in the Quran also to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam first, and then the rest of this ummah. He said, وَخْفِدْ جَنَاحَكَ لِلْمُؤْمِنِينَ That lower your wings to the believers. Lower your wings to the believers, meaning humble yourself to the believers. Let the believers feel at peace and ease around you. Don't make them feel scared of you. Don't make them feel worried around you. Let them feel peace. Let them feel security. Let them feel happiness around you. This is the quality of the believer. That believers want to spend time around you. They don't want to run away from you. They enjoy your company. They can sit there. They feel at ease. They feel that when they're around you, they are becoming close to Allah Jalla wa ala. And when they're away from you, they want to come back to you so they can become close to Allah Jalla wa ala. This is the qualities of the believer that we find in the sunnah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also said in the Quran, Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu, O you who believe, Whoever leaves your religion, goes into disbelief after Iman, becomes an apostate, then Allah Jalla wa'ala would bring a new people. That Allah would love them and they would love Allah. What are the qualities of these people? What are the characteristics of these people? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Adillatin ala al-mu'mineen. They are those who humble themselves in front of the believers. And they are those who show might in front of the disbelievers. This is the characteristic of the believers. Allah Jalla wa ala said, if people, they leave the fold of Islam, Allah would bring a new people and he would love them and they would love Allah. They would be so gentle and humble with the believers and they would show might in front of the disbelievers. And when Ibn Kathir, rahimahullah ta'ala, in his book of Tafsir, he explained this verse. He said, These are the descriptions, the characteristics of the complete believers. That he is humble. He is humble to his brother and to those who are, are responsible for him. And he is mighty in front of his opponents and his enemy. This is the believer. Humble in front of the believers. Gentle with one another. And there are so many narrations. Like the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, وَإِنَّ اللَّهَ أَوْحَى إِلَيَّ أَن تَوَاضَعُوا 
Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has revealed to me, to tell all of you, Allah jalla wa ala has revealed to me that all of you should be humble. Wa inna Allah, he says, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, awha ilayya an tawadu, that Allah jalla wa ala has revealed to me a specific revelation he gave him to tell us. An tawadu, that be humble. حَتَّى لَا يَفْخَرَ أَحَدٌ عَلَىٰ أَحَدٌ وَلَا يَبْغِ أَحَدٌ عَلَىٰ أَحَدٌ Until no one thinks he is greater than anyone else. Until no one thinks he is greater than anyone else. And no one transgresses against anyone else. And the ayat in the Qur'an are filled with this meaning. إِنَّكَ لَن تَخْرِقَ الْأَرْضِ وَلَن تَبْلُغَ الْجِبَالَ طُولًا Allah Jalla wa ala says in the Quran, O son of Adam, you think you are great on this earth. Allah Jalla wa ala saying, you will never be able to pierce through this earth. Get to the core of the earth. Can you get there? You will not pierce through this earth and you will not reach the mountains in height. The tallest human being, he will not reach the mountains in height. Because there is a weakness that Allah Jalla wa ala has created us with. So we recognize that we have to humble ourselves in front of him subhanahu wa ta'ala. In fact, the ulama, they summarize the human being. And they say, how can you, O son of Adam, ever show pride to anyone, in front of anyone? What was your beginning? Droplets of despised fluids. That was your beginning. How are you living with impurities in your stomach? Carrying impurities day and night. And what is your ending? A rotten corpse that cannot be left for the people to see. Where is the pride? The pride cannot be at your beginning. It cannot be while you are living. And it cannot be at your end. So Allah Jalla wa ala has commanded us to be humble. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. Aqulu qawli hadha wa astaghfirullah li wa lakum wa li sa'ir al-muslimin. Fastaghfiru innahu huwa al-ghafur al-rahim. Alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulillahi wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in amma ba'd. Brothers and sisters in Al-Islam, being humble and showing humility is what the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam or one of the great things he Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam came to teach us. And as Muslims, sometimes we forget about this great characteristic of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So we begin to show one another our strength and our greatness over them or look down at them or mock them especially when it comes to matters pertaining to the religion of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When it comes to judging between the slaves, then a Muslim, before he looks at anyone, he should look at his own actions. And before he says anything, he should think, is it going to bring me close to Allah jalla wa ala or further away from him? We find so many relationships are broken amongst Muslims because of pride. So many businesses have come to an end because of pride. So many gatherings have split because of pride, because of arrogance, because of ego, because of the traits of Iblis and the Shaytan. And this is why we find disunity amongst the Muslims. Because one person doesn't want to swallow his ego and the other person doesn't want to swallow his ego. And everyone is showing their pride and showing their greatness and no one wants to take the first step back. And we have disunity in the ranks of the believers because of this. In our own circles, in our own gatherings, in our own communities. Let us try and think and reflect. How many people are we no longer close to because of ego? 
How many relationships could we have amended, but because of pride and ego, we did not amend them? How many marriages and families have broken because of this? Something very small, but it leads to calamities on this earth. And the Prophet ﷺ wanted this ummah to be like one building, as he said ﷺ, that they strengthen each other and he interlocked between his fingers to show how tight they are, how strong they are. Nothing comes between them. When he was asked advice, ﷺ, give me advice, he said, do not become angry. That same companion said, okay, Messenger, ﷺ, give me advice. He said, do not become angry. He asked him again, give me advice. He said, do not become angry. Three times he asked him, Give me advice, O Messenger of Allah. Three times he said to him, do not become angry. Do not become angry. Do not become angry. Because this will lead you to pride. It will lead you to defending your ego and feeding it. But when you become quiet, when you become silent, when you think, when you reflect, then you humble yourself in front of Allah Jalla wa'ala first and then the creation. Also when it comes to humbling ourselves, before even humbling ourselves to the creation, we need to humble ourselves to the creator subhanahu wa ta'ala. Not fulfilling our obligations is pride and arrogance. Because we haven't understood who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is. So we haven't humbled ourselves to him. وَمَا قَدَرُ اللَّهَ حَقَّ قَدْرِهِ And they never gave Allah his due right, thought about his greatness as he deserved for them to think about it. Subhanahu wa ta'ala وَالْأَرْضُ جَمِيعًا قَبْضَتُهُ يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ وَالسَّمَاوَاتُ مَطْوِيَاتٌ بِيَمِينِهِ Look how he describes himself, subhanahu wa ta'ala. They never gave Allah his due rights. And he will grasp the earth on yawm al-qiyamah. And he will roll the heavens in his right hand. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. How great is he, Jalla wa ala. But yet we do not perfect our acts of ibadah. Some of us even neglect the acts of ibadah. When it comes to salah, some of us may not even be praying five times a day. These are the rights that Allah has upon us. Some of us are not worshipping Him in times that He has commanded us to worship Him. Some of us are transgressing His rights, consuming haram, not worried about how they deal with, how their wealth comes in, how their dealings are, transgressing the limits set by Allah. We are not showing humility to Allah if we are doing this. We are showing pride and arrogance. Because Allah told Iblis to bow and he did not bow, he was proud. So when he commands us and he prohibits us and we do not listen, it means we are proud. And how can we be proud in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? And then it comes to the creation, to our parents, to our spouses, to those who have rights over us, showing pride in front of them. They request something from us and we say no. Or we show them anger. Or we show them that we are proud and we are great and we don't have to listen anymore. This is pride and arrogance that goes against the teachings of Allah and His Messenger. So this violates the rights of the creation and it violates the rights of the Creator. And some of the scholars, they say as much as we know that we have to fulfill the rights of Allah and how important it is, some of them emphasize that fulfilling the rights of the creation from one aspect is even greater. Fulfilling the rights of the creation from one aspect is even greater. Why is this? Because if we ask Allah for forgiveness, He will forgive us because He's the most merciful. But the creation are not the most merciful. So if we show pride and arrogance to someone, and we harm them, and we overcome them, and we ask for forgiveness, they may not forgive us.
So from this aspect, we have to be even more careful with the rights of the creation because they don't have the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We can ask Allah once and He can forgive us for a hundred years of sins. And we can make one mistake to someone from the creation and beg them for a hundred years and they will not forgive us. And this is why the rights of the creation, the Prophet ﷺ gave so much importance to it, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So much importance to it because Allah Jalla wa ala is merciful. But the creation are not always merciful. What we need to take back from this khutbah, insha'Allah ta'ala, is just to assess ourselves. Look at our lives. Look at our companions. Those around us. Have we wronged anyone from the creation? If we have, then we amend that which we have broken. Even if we were the party who were wrong, destroy this ego, destroy this pride, and stand up. And be the bigger person, the better person. Show that humility. What Allah Jalla wa ala commands the believers to have in front of other believers. And subhanallah, this is one of the hardest things to do in this world. When you are the party who have been wronged, but you will stand up and you will say, you will sometimes even take a part of the blame just to remove any problems and calamities that could take place. This is someone who wants to keep ties. Someone who wants to strengthen ties and relationships. Someone who wants to maybe make up between spouses. Someone who wants to make up between families, parents and their children. Or siblings. Or even friends and companions. He is the one who steps up. He is the one who apologizes. He is the one who forgives and forgets. This is the true sign of the believer. One of the great scholars of our time. He said, there was a case that they had. And someone came to court in one of the Muslim countries. They came to court and they had bought the person with them. He was caught. So that he was there. He said, this one has killed my son. He has killed my son. And in that country, they allowed retribution to be taken place in accordance to the lines of the Sharia. So the Qadi, after he has looked at this and he has assessed the case and he has come to the conclusion that yes, this person has killed your son. He has every right in the Sharia, every right in the Sharia to ask for revenge. He took one of the Shaykh to the side. He said, Shaykh, what is more pleasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? The Shaykh said, from what we see of this man, he has regret. And it is your right in Islam to take his life in this case. But what is more pleasing to Allah is if you forgive him. He said, this is better than me taking my right. He said, this is better than me taking my right. A shari right he has. In front of everyone, he said, I have forgiven this man for killing my son. He wanted to be the bigger person. He said, I have forgiven this man for killing my son. And I want that which is with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is the true meaning of iman. This is the true meaning of destroying ego. And to conclude, inshallah ta'ala, the same happened in the time of the Prophet And we know the story. When, they, when some of the hypocrites, they invented a slander against Aisha radiallahu anha, saying the wife of the Prophet fornicated with someone. And they invented a terrible lie and a terrible slander which hurt the Prophet He came on the minbar, he said, I have been hurt. I have been hurt with what people are saying. My honor has been hurt by what people are saying. He is saying this, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. 
When Aisha said to the Prophet wasallam, do you believe me? He remained quiet because he cannot speak without knowledge. She began to cry. She said, Can, do you allow me to go to my parents' house and stay there? To Abu Bakr's house, who was her father. And even Abu Bakr was quiet. When the case came to a close and Allah Jalla wa'ala revealed ayat in the Quran showing the innocence of Aisha radiallahu anha, proving her innocence, how she is from the most pure women that will ever step foot on this earth. He proved her innocence, subhanahu wa ta'ala. Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu, he used to spend from his wealth, take care of many families. One of his relatives he used to take care of, his name was Mistah. He used to take care of him. And Mistah was from those who spread the news about Aisha radiallahu anha. Anyone here who is a father, if someone did this about your daughter and you were giving him charity, what would you do? You would do exactly what Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu did. I will never spend on him again. Correct? Allah revealed ayat in the Quran saying that those who spend in the path of Allah Jalla wa'ala, they should continue spending. As soon as Abu Bakr heard of this, destroyed anything in his heart against a believer, and he said, by Allah, I will never stop spending on him. The man who accused the wife of the Prophet and the daughter of Abu Bakr, and Abu Bakr is saying, Wallahi, I would never stop spending on him. No pride in his heart. Not even a small ant's weight of pride in his heart. What did he become? The greatest man to step foot on this earth after the prophets and messengers of Allah. This shows us the level of humility. Of how humble, when a person is humble, he raises in the sight of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And when he is proud, it only brings him down. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us humble. To make us from those who follow the characteristics and the footsteps of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam, we ask Allah jalla wa'ala to adorn us with that which He adorned Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam and his companions. We ask Allah jalla wa'ala to raise us with them on Yom Al Qiyamah to make us from those who will be from the neighbors of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam in the highest Jannah. We ask Allah subhanahu wa taala to remove any pride and arrogance in our hearts, and we ask Allah jalla wa'ala to make us from those who are humble in front of the believers and serve the believers and who the believers feel comfortable around. We ask Allah subhanahu wa taala to remove any hypocrisy from our hearts and to make our hearts firm on Iman and Islam. Allahumma ya muqallib al-qulub, thabbit qulubana ala deenik, wa thabbit qulubana ala ta'atik. Rabbana la tuzik qulubana ba'da idh hadaytana, wa hab lana min ladunka rahma, innaka anta al-wahhab. Rabbana atina fi dunya hasana, wa fi al-akhirati hasana, wa qina adhab al-nar, wa qina adhab al-nar. اللهم أعز الإسلام والمسلمين وأذل الشرك والمشركين ودمر أعداءك أعداء الدين اللهم انصر إخواننا المسلمين في فلسطين اللهم انصر إخواننا المسلمين في فلسطين اللهم انصر إخواننا المسلمين في فلسطين اللهم كن لهم ناصرا ومعينا ومؤيدا وظهيرا اللهم وحد صفوفهم وقوي عزائمهم واجمع كلمتهم وسدد رميهم يا رب العالمين اللهم قوي إيمانهم اللهم تقبل شهداءهم وارحم موتاهم واجبر كسرهم يا رب العالمين اللهم عاف مريضهم اللهم عليك بأعدائهم من الصهاينة واليهود وأعوانهم وأنصارهم أجمعين فرق جمعهم وشتت شملهم وألق الرعب في قلوبهم ودمرهم تدميرا يا رب العالمين اللهم
اللهم أحصهم عددا وقتلهم بددا ولا تغادر منهم أحدا اللهم ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار اللهم صل على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما صليت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد وبارك على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما باركت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين أقم الصلاة